And that's how the theme song goes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Constitutionals. I'm your host, Chad White. This, if you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for cpluscomedy.com. It's a website. Go there. I get out of said I'm Chad White. Okay, let's get into it. Let's just hop right into it. The, today, this is Monday. <laughs> Monday. The Monday before Halloween. I hope you all had a nice, safe Halloween. I hope you guys had a nice, safe Halloween weekend. The weekend before. Which is when people had the parties and stuff. Speaking of parties, I was invited to a party. I went to a party. First in a very long time. And it was great. Started at 11 o'clock at night. Who? I'm a very old person. I'm an old person at heart. I'm an old person at soul. I'm an old person in my brain. Why is a, a party start at 11 o'clock at night? Why? Who? I had to take a pre-nap, and I couldn't because I was playing Super Mario Odyssey for a very long time after I got home from work when I finally got a chance to sit down. But why does a party for people start at 11 o'clock at night? And I showed up. I showed up at like 11.15, and I was still early. People, by the time I left at 2 o'clock, people were still coming in. It's crazy. It's madness. I don't understand it. How do people stay up so late? Well, because they wake up later in the day. I like to wake. I like to wake up and enjoy my morning and my day. You know, seven o'clock a.m., eight o'clock on Saturdays, five thirty Monday through Friday. I love it. I like to wake up and enjoy whatever whatever I'm doing that day, which is mostly nothing. It's either working out or watching TV or working or playing a video game. Even still, eleven o'clock. I was a tired boy. I showed up. I was tired. People started coming in. I was still tired. The time I left, I was the most tired I've ever been. Couldn't get I still couldn't get to sleep for some reason when I got back home. <laughs> Tried watching Smurfs the Lost Village. Boy, that'll put you to sleep. A Smurfs movie. Why does that movie exist? This isn't on this isn't on the, the, the docket for what I wrote down on my notes, but this why does that movie exist? Why do they want to go back for a third Smurfs movie? But not have it live action. Let it be CGI. And it wasn't it didn't look good. It doesn't sound good. Uh, let's let's look it up. Smurfs Lost Village. I want to see who made this movie. I know the people in it included Rain Wilson from The Office, which is very strange. Demi Lovato couldn't even pick out her voice. Mandy Patinkin, Joe uh, Manganello, love that guy. Jack McBrayer, Danny Pudi, and those are the, that's the main cast. And then it's just all these other random Smurfs. Which I, I assume there are there these are Smurfs you've seen before. You've seen them in Smurfs One, Smurfs Two. You've seen them in the Smurfs TV show, but I don't understand who made this. I, I don't know. Columbia Pictures distributed it. Sony Pictures Animation. So they animated it. It looks fine. It's colorful, but it's not gonna. It's not groundbreaking. It's nothing that's gonna stand out, stand the test of time. Directed by a woman named Kelly Asbury, written by Pamela Rybon and Stacy Harmon. Let's see what Kelly's directed before. I don't. It wasn't a good movie. It's not a good movie. I it's just sitting there. She was an additional story artist on Frozen. Oh, she's done a lot of Disney movies and DreamWorks movies. This is her first Sony movie, Sony film. She worked on a little original, a Little Mermaid, original Little Mermaid. Uh, and then then we got Pamela Rybon. She wrote. Oh boy, if she wrote Smurfs Lost Village, she wrote Wreck It Ralph Two. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. So that's coming next year. Jesus. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, she also wrote Moana. Well, she was a story writer for Moana, so she wrote the story. And she executive story editor for Samantha Who. Hmm. 
vitamin C a producer. All right, I'm going to stop looking at this. <laughs> now I'm just building my morbid curiosity. It's morbid because the movie was bad. Anyway, let's move along. I saw, I'm still not done with it. It's been, I think, I, just, I tried watching that movie on Thursday night. And then Friday night, I tried watching it too. This I've been, but the, the, <laughs> I've been watching it before I go to bed, so it's been at ten minute increments, and I don't know what's going on in this story. Five of the Smurfs, Smurfette, Brainy, Hefty, and Clumsy, four so that's four Smurfs are uh, went to this lost village, the titular lost village. It's not good. Don't worry about it. It's not good. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Redbox is selling Disney downloads. <laughs> this is what you can do. Go to Redbox. Redbox is the the DVD distributor. You you, know, you pay a dollar twenty nine or something like that. Two bucks if you want to do a Blu-ray like me. Three bucks if you want to rent a video game. Some of the latest games in there, and you and you you keep it. You pay per day. It's great. I love it so much. I do it almost every weekend. Well, for the past two weekends, I've done it. <laughs> Not almost every weekend. It's nowhere near that. And uh, so now they're selling download codes for Disney movies. But this is great because. Disney's movies anywhere there. So those movies are available anywhere. Now <laughs> you, you can buy those, you can buy these movies and then put them on your Android phone and watch them on your Android phone. But what also is weird about it is that the prices are $7 at most for any of these movies. So Moana is $7. I think inside out is $4 beauty and the beast. The new one that came out this year or last year, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, that that's, I think five or $6. It's crazy. But if, if I bought Moana right now, I could watch it for free on Netflix. But if I was <laughs> if I bought Moana right now on Blu-ray, it's like twenty bucks, and then for a digital download, it's fifteen dollars, I think, for HD on Google Play or on iTunes is probably that much money. It's insane. I don't know what's going on. And Redbox has not said anything about it. Disney hasn't said anything about it. So what are they talking? What are they doing? Is this just a, and you only buy like five or six? Let's go see which ones you can buy right now. As of this recording, these are the ones. These are the movies that you can go go to. And you have to buy them at a special red box. You can't buy them at all red boxes. I can only buy it at four out of the seven ones. I think <laughs> I don't know. Digital codes at the box. So you go to the website. Go under the DVD and Blu-ray section. Go to digital codes at the box. And it's only Disney movies for now. So you get. Alice in Wonderland, Guardians 2, Moana, Beauty and the Beast, Maleficent, Inside Out, Jungle Book, Finding Dory, Doctor Strange, Rogue One, BFG, and Peach Dragon. So that's three, 12 movies. I wonder why they chose those 12. I understand why they chose Star Wars and Gar- and uh, Doctor Strange and Guardians, just to test it out and see if people would like to do this with the... Let's see how much Guardians cost. Guardians 2. Oh, that movie sucks so much. I hate it. $10. Ooh. Ugh. No. But Moana, it's seven dollars. So yeah, so I, I guess they top out at ten dollars. But Moana's seven bucks. I can I click on buy it at the box. I can buy the Blu-ray for seven dollars. I can buy a digital code for eight dollars. I wonder if I buy the Blu-ray, will it get the uh okay. Anyway. I thought I thought it's a very interesting prospect. I think it's a cool idea. And maybe they're just testing the waters to see what what else can happen with, with this stuff. Anyway, let's move on. Yesterday, I had a day off. First day off in a couple weeks. And before that, first day off in a very long time. I saw the Lego Ninjago movie. Now, first of all, so I've said this before. I go to the movies on Sundays by myself. $5, 10 o'clock in the morning. $5. $5.50, actually. Early bird special. Cheapest you will ever get a ticket for unless you go to a dollar theater. And nobody wants to go to a dollar theater because I don't even like the dollar theater. 
dollar book because it was. I don't even like dollar figures. So I go see this movie, Lego Ninjago movie. It uh, let me say that it is not the most well received, the best well received of the Lego movies. The three that released in the theaters so far, I get it. I understand for some, I, I'm not, I, I'm not a fan of tomato meters and all that crap, but right now it's sitting at a 53% and I get it. I, I've seen the, the consensus, the consensus is despite ample charm and few solid gags, Lego Ninjago movie suggests this franchise's formula isn't clicking like it used to. All right. Thing is, whoever wrote that critics consensus is, uh, is pretty not on the nose there. They, it's not very funny. But they, but the, but the jokes it does have, they land nice, solid bits. I like them. Good jokes. But it's not the the Lego franchise is not a franchise. You don't call it the Marvel franchise. You call it the Star Wars franchise because it's all Star Wars movies. But you don't call it the Marvel franchise. Thor Ragnarok is vastly different than Iron Man two. So don't call it that. All right? You don't call it the, the the Justice League franchise. Doesn't make sense. Flash is going to be different from Batman versus Superman, which is different from Wonder Woman. Doesn't make sense. Just because they, it's a Harry Potter franchise. If it's if it's all under one, what I'm saying is if it's all under one one banner, then yes, Bruce Banner, then yes, it is a franchise. But other than that, this Lego movie, this Lego Ninjago movie, didn't reference Lego Batman. It didn't reference Lego movie. Now you could pop, you could it's a spinoff. But you can basically, you could possibly say that Lego Batman is a spinoff of the Lego movie because Batman was in that Lego movie. But Ninjago were nowhere near the other one, and there were no hints about the uh, the Ninjago and the other movies. So anyway, anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to the actual issues with the movie. Okay, so this movie is fine. It uh, it it had it had its moments. It wasn't. It was a father son tale essentially with Dave Franco and Justin Theroux, the Green Ninja, and then the bad guy Justin Theroux, uh, Garmadon essentially taking center stage it's fine it's okay i didn't i what what i what i think the issue is that when phil lord and chris miller they when they made the original movie they had a i i, I want to say i don't know i guess they had a vision in mind but then when you so when lego and warner brothers see that you can that we can have all these characters and and then spin them off into their own thing, then I guess there's going to be an issue there. So with the Lego movie, the first movie was wonderful and it was, it was funny and endearing and stuff because it was led by Lord and Miller and and they wrote the movie, they directed it and then they produced it. But then Lego Batman lost a little bit of that charm because that script was touched by five people. I'm seeing five people right now on the Wikipedia, even though it says it's produced by Phil and Miller. For Phil, <laughs> I know a guy named Phil Miller, so this is really bothering me. Lord Miller, even though the script, uh, even though it's produced by Lord Miller uh, and directed by Chris McKay, it doesn't mean that it's going to have the same charm and wit. You can write, you can, I can write now. If someone gave me a script to, if I, if I, had, if I was tasked with writing a script to Seinfeld, I think I could, I'd be able to hit the jokey beats, the same jokey beats that an episode of Seinfeld would hit. Same thing with the Simpsons. But if I was going to do my own thing, uh, then it, then that's when I would be able to write my own voice. If I wasn't writing something that's based on a template, then I, then you could see that it's something that I already have. 
in my brain. I don't know. I got lost there. So with this Lego Ninjago movie, first, here's one of the one of the big issues I had with when I when I was watching the credits because I love watching credits. Uh, it's directed by three different people. Three different people. It's produced by Lord Miller, and then they're joined by McKay, who directed Lego Batman, uh, and then Roy Lee, and then two other people. Okay? And then, so that's another issue. So Lord Miller are obviously not going to be there for every step of the process. I, I guarantee, though, that maybe Dan Lin was there, or maybe Roy Lee, or the uh, Mary, Marianne Garger was there for the entire time. But same thing for, for the direction. Not all... Jesus, Chad, mute the computer. <laughs> That's all you have to do. You have one job for this stupid idiot, idiotic podcast. Okay, so maybe some. So obviously, not everybody's going to be there for every single day. Uh, and so, and here's here's one of the biggest issues which I had with what was the last movie I saw in theaters. Anyway, uh, uh, the screenplay. Screenplay was written by six people, six different, and they're all <laughs> six different dudes had touched this, and only one of them has a Wikipedia page. So, I understand. That to be credited as a writer, and the guy, the only guy is a Wikipedia page, also co-wrote the screenplay for Puss in Boots. So I understand to be credited as a writer, you have to have you have to have touched the script uh, for a certain amount. Or I guess I guess you could ask. This is all this is all gathered from podcasts and and uh, TV shows on the, on the subject. But I guess one of these writers possibly could have just contributed one or two pages or maybe several jokes several handfuls of jokes um let's move on to but it's i don't know all right so here's the cast of the movie we got dave franco michael pena kumail nanjiani abby jacobson zach woods fred armison i could not even tell that was fred armison i can't even tell that was michael pena honestly i don't think they gave enough people <laughs> enough lines <laughs> i couldn't tell who was who uh, Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn was Dave Franco's mom. That's what Randall Park. Oh, all right. And then all right. So then after this, they started crediting every uh, everybody else. Okay. So anyway, who do you know who had a really good, really good job is uh, Michael Strahan and Robin Roberts. They did a fantastic job. So anyway, Lego Ninjago. Also, it's a it's based on a ninjago is weird because you know batman is established all of the other properties and the lego movie were established but ninjago has only been around for five years or something like that and they had a tv show on cartoon network i don't think it's still going because cartoon network is trash uh but i uh, i think so the, so the only sources you have to pull from the only lore you have to pull from is the lego ninjago tv show which i'm sure nobody saw so i guess this is kind of a reinvention I don't know. This is it's strange. Oh, and Jackie Chan was in the movie too. But I understand why it didn't do well at the box office. Just because it's Lego doesn't mean that everybody wants to see. I'm I'm sure there are many conversations in the car where they where there was a Lego Ninjago commercial playing on Radio Disney or something, and uh, a, a parent said, "Hey, uh, Jimmy, you want to go see this movie?" And then Jimmy goes, "I don't know what the f Ninjago is." <laughs> daddy all right so we'll just turn on a smooth jazz please and he puts it he puts a pipe back in his mouth and he just leaves so anyway i don't know lego ninjago go see it if you want to i had a i had a decent time with it again because i only rate movies based on uh, if i had a good time watching it i don't think there's going to be a sequel to this movie though lego batman i could definitely see a sequel but i don't think i think the lego movie's gonna get a sequel well of course it is in a couple of years but i don't think lego ninjago is ever gonna be touched again 
Moving on. Here's another thing that happened. Saturday. Okay, so it's Halloween. All the TV shows and all the franchises are trying to get out all of their Halloween-themed episodes. So why in the world did SNL first create a David S. Pumpkins Halloween special? I understand that last year Tom Hanks hosted, and that skit caught every sketch, caught everybody by by the by the storm it was it was surprised it was a surprising sketch and it was very funny i remember watching it live it was very funny i enjoyed it had a good time and that should have been the end of it or they could have done an episode uh they could have had him pop up i guess two weeks ago when kumel kumel was hosting i said kumel because we're friends kumel nanjiani when kumel nanjiani was hosting and they could have had him in the elevator with and then him seeing David S. Pumpkins. They could have done that skit one more time. They could have flown Bobby Moynihan out because I know I know he's shooting me, myself, and I in L.A., but he definitely could have flown him out. So why why did SNL create? And so I understand, and I understand uh, profitizing off of this popular thing because Tom Hanks is great and everybody loves him, blah, blah, blah. And then I understand uh, selling uh, David S. Pumpkins suits for 70 bucks i understand that i understand selling costumes and stuff but why create a halloween special animated that was not good (laughs) it was not good and i'm only halfway through (laughs) actually yeah i am halfway through the it's it's not funny it's not i don't i don't i don't don't i don't know who uh create who wrote it and i'm gonna look it up let's see halloween special and I'm not going to review it because I'm I have I have no I have uh, I'm just not interested. So why did it exist? Dennis Perkins. Oh, Dennis Perkins reviewed it. I like Dennis Perkins. Oh, because he reviews SNL. That's right. He reviewed it for SNL uh, for AV Club. He gave it a C plus. I don't understand why he I don't understand why he gave it that high of a thing. But it's the the animation is shoddy. They it's the jokes fall flat all the time. Here's the cast though: It's Tom Hanks, Peter Dinklage, Bobby Moynihan, Mikey Day. They, the three of those people were reprise roles and the odd man out is uh, of course Peter Dinklage he's the he's an older character it's they're, they're they modeled it after the nightmare before Christmas and is that what it is the night the night before <laughs> that movie is stuck in my head that's the second time I've done that in as many days they model it between the behind they it's it's the night before Christmas but Halloween stuff and so essentially what they they and they, and they made David as David as pumpkins this frosty the snowman figure that the kids hang out with and they ransack houses and take candy I don't understand it it's just not funny Cecily Strong was in it for a hot second and I don't know it's just not good it wasn't good don't watch it and oh also it aired at eleven thirty at night. <laughs> At the same time slot of SNL, this is a hot and there's no curse words. This is a Halloween special for children. And why the heck did it air at 11:30 at night on 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 a Saturday? That should have been. This is what NBC should have done. This is why NBC is just such a crappy network. This is what they should have. Again, NBC, I would love to create a show for you guys. So if you'd like to, you know, just let me create a show or let me guest star on the Good Place or a Superstore. Anyway, but anyway. That it aired at eleven thirty p.m. on Saturday night. This is for children. This is what they should have done. Here's what they should have done. This is my the, the moment I pressed record on my DVR and I saw that it was airing at eleven thirty. This is what they should have done. Thursday night they postponed an episode of Superstore, postponed an episode of The Good Place, postponed an episode of Will and Grace. I know The Good Place is probably only going to be thirteen to sixteen episodes long this season because they're not going to do twenty two episodes. I I hope not because that show is too good 
to have uh, elongated seasons. But this is they should have postponed one of those shows for one night on Thursday night, aired it, aired that stupid special. The other, they would have gotten better reception. I guarantee they got a better, at least better reception because more people would have seen it. They would, they would have had more eyes on the product. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Why would you air it? And now it's on Hulu, and that's the only time you can see it because on Tuesday night, NBC is airing The Voice. So they're not going to show that again. You're never going to see that again unless you recorded it or you have Hulu. It doesn't make sense. Whose choice was that? Maybe Lauren saw this and said, it's not good. And then he just, he threw it to the wind and said, air it at 1130. And no one's ever going to see it again. And then after that, they aired a two-hour episode, Halloween special episode of SNL for just Halloween skits. It it doesn't make sense. It baffles me as to why you would air a, a special meant for children at 1130 at night. The only people, the only kids who would watch it are somebody or com- comedians who are growing up who weren't supposed to watch SNL. So those people like me and all the other uh, comedians that they have, they have their own podcasts and stuff. So it doesn't make sense. It, uh, I don't know. It, it really bothers me. All right. And finally, <sighs> I thought about this last week. Actually, no Saturday. I was watching an episode of arrow, the latest episode. I couldn't all week long watching the latest episode of arrow. And I'm going to read it for you. Felicity and Oliver got back together. Oliver's not the Green Arrow anymore, also. He's Diggle's the Green Arrow. So, and he also, Oliver did it because his son is a little punk and he needs to grow up and learn how to fight his own battles. So, those three things happened. <laughs> and I'm fine with Diggle being the Arrow. I don't care. But having Felicity, having him and Felicity get back together for what's a third time? Oh my God. What a waste. And so I'm thinking. Who are the worst DC TV characters? <laughs> Felicity's definitely up there because I genuinely hate her. I do not like her. I, the actress is great. Emily Beck, Bet Richards. Is that her name? Let's look. <laughs> Let's find uh, her name is Emily Bet Richards. She's great. I, I love her. She's such a beautiful woman and uh, she's a, uh, she's a decent actress. She's a, uh, she, she can sell the role. She's funny sometimes. So, my problem is there's a lot of dumb characters. Now, if, now if I did this three years ago, it would have been Laurel Lance. But now that it's this, I love Katie Cassidy. She's the best character in the world. I think that they should continually have her on as the Black Canary, Black Siren. I'm sorry. I don't know why they killed her off, made her a bad guy, made her a Black Siren. That's a waste of my time. Oh, man. That sucks so much. Anyway, uh, I'm also going to say... Wild Dog is terrible on the show. <laughs> I love the actor. He's great. He's in a lot of a lot of movies that I, I I like. Like Coach Carter. That's the reason I that's the reason I like him because he's in Coach Carter. But Wild Dog sucks. All right. Rick Gonzalez, great actor. Wild Dog is a terrible, bad, horrible hero. All he does is shoot guns. Yeah, he wears a hockey hockey mask. Okay. Gonna keep going. Oh, I also don't like D- Dinah Drake, <laughs> the woman who replaced Katie Cassidy uh, as a Black Canary. I don't like. I don't like Dinah Drake. She's not a good character. Terrible, boring. Supergirl is also. Supergirl is definitely up there with Felicity. I if it was if I was gonna rank it, it'd be Felicity, Supergirl, Wild Dog. I dislike Supergirl so much. I lo- Melissa Benoit, great person. I assume Supergirl is a terrible person. <laughs> She's the worst character in the DC. Uh, television universe DCTTU I don't understand why it's if it's, if you're gonna have a show be about women for women by women 
about feminism and stuff and being strong and stuff. Why is every episode her saying, I'm weak, I can't do this, I I love a boy, and I, I'm... Uh, yeah. We never, we never have, we have, Barry did that a lot on The Flash last season. He was a little bit sourpuss. But, but what's his name? Oliver never did that. We never have the Legends doing that. I've never, again, I've only seen one season of Legends of Tomorrow, and I have no plans on going back. Maybe we'll see what happens. And then also Alex is also a terrible, terrible, terrible. I don't like her coming out story. It was just lazy and sloppy. Uh, the actress is only okay you know and also the tones just like flash for some reason supergirl tries to go back and forth between serious and cartoony don't do that just stick with one and do it right and then mix in some other aspects and also they miscast superman superman's definitely one of the worst i'm very mad they miscast if you're gonna make superman they hired a face before they hired a bot yeah they hired a face before they hired a body superman is this big giant just six foot tall man. They hired this five ten scrawny guy, handsome guy. I don't understand it. Oh, they really called it the Arrowverse. I should pick somebody from Legends of Tomorrow. I'm I'm gonna go ahead. See, I haven't watched that show so a lot, so I don't know. Uh, I want to say from Legends of Why is Mick Rory? Why is Heatwave still on Legends of Tomorrow? It doesn't make sense. He's a bad guy. Come on. Why is he still here? Also. The guy who acts is okay. Anyway, I'm going to move on. This is, I don't like this. The DC characters, they have a lot of issues. Uh, moving on to our final topic. Favorite comedians of all time. If you haven't known, we I've been for the past couple of weeks, I've been going down, naming some favorite people. Naming some favorite people. Naming people, comedians that I really enjoy. I love to watch. And uh, this is no exception. This is probably, she's probably the first comedian besides, you know, Chris Rock and the Kings of Comedy, that movie. But this is probably the first comedian I watched. One of the first comedians I watched. Ellen DeGeneres. Now, hold your applause. Ellen is a wonderful woman. I think she's a a great stand-up. And I'm very happy for her to have a Netflix special. Very happy for her to get a nice chunk of change from Netflix. (laughs) It's coming, I assume, this year or next year. Well, obviously, next year if it's not this year, you idiot. So I'm very happy for her. Very excited. Uh, Very excited to see her come back. I will not be watching it. But I remember watching her, I think it was her HBO special, and I watched it on Comedy Central. I'm going to see what it's called. Ellen DeGeneres. I like how I whispered on mic. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Or maybe it was her Showtime special. I don't understand. I can't find it. I can't find it. Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, she is a homosexual. She's a gay woman. And she's married to Portia de Rossi. And I love Portia so much. Portia, if you don't know, was in Better Off Ted. One of my favorite AB- canceled ABC shows. That show is so good. And no one knows because no one watched it. Oh, my gosh. That show lasted for two seasons. I'm surprised it even did that. Was it ABC? Well, yeah, it was ABC. Okay. That's a great, that's a great show. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Ellen, 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 Ellen. She had a TV show named Ellen. She's a, she's a, so she's a great television actor. She's a great, obviously she's, she's a good host. She never really had movie, movie, uh, sellability. So obviously, you know, Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. Yeah, it's great and everything. 
And also, I don't think she has time now to do that, but she takes the summers off. So I don't know how she how she isn't in more movies. She's a great host. She can she can just, uh, get a show and just sell it. Where is her gosh darn Ellen stand up specials? Oh, my God. Stand up. All right. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Stand up special. Oh, my God. I feel guys. I should have had this. I should have had this up. Let's see. This is this is why it's hard. Uh, making okay so here is here and now i think that's what it was called yeah her hbo special no that couldn't have been it here and now is that what is that was called is that the one i've seen i don't know anyway i watched it and no here and now is that the one where she came out at the end anyway yeah so i I must have watched it on uh what's it called comedy central i think or the beginning it might have been it yeah, 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 yeah. It was the one. It was it was one very early on. Anyway, I, I watched it. It was great. I loved it, and I didn't understand her joke. There's a joke she has. It's a. It's her. Uh, it's a, of course it's a closer, but it's a joke she has where she is doing, I guess, sort of an interpretive dance. She didn't change clothes or anything. So don't think that she didn't change her ballerina outfit, but she's doing like this interpretive dance. And I remember the audience laughing very hard. It was a, it was a song about her coming out, and the audience was laughing very hard, and I didn't get it. <laughs> so uh, the I remember watching it and thinking, well, I don't understand it. Why are they clapping? Why are they enjoying themselves? But anyway, I think she that was that was definitely one of the funnier ones. And so I I really admire her her talent, her uh, ability to to just sell a joke, just to go along with it. She, I know she does a a show that's a it's a family oriented talk show and everything, but it's a, it's a really it's a fun show. She manages to not alienate people. I think what when where Oprah whereas Oprah was a of a, a talk show that kind of veered into serious topics Ellen is she's able to and 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 Ellen also gives her her her, her uh, crowds gifts and stuff but for Ellen it's just a variety show it's things to do she plays games I think every episode and this is me not having watched this show ever. I've never seen a full episode. I was seeing like two clips where she was hanging out with Michelle Obama and maybe something with Justin Timberlake. But I think, I don't know, Ellen's, Ellen's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. She's very funny. And I just, I, I think that we are all happy to have her here. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of having, happy this crap is over. Uh, if you didn't know, this is the uh, premiere podcast for C plus comedy, but it's not the only thing available on C plus comedy. You can also head to the website, C plus where we got the latest news reviews, features, interviews, other good comedy bits that only I can provide you with. At some point I will upload <laughs> three reviews. I have not written yet, but of two shows I've, I've watched white famous Smilf and I love you America. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I might not even do them all. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, got some interviews in the work, hopefully. Hope work, the work. Yeah, I got one interview in the work. That's true. Uh, and uh, let's see. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at C Plus Comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad Black White. Do it. I dare you. Follow C Plus Comedy on Twitter. I dare you. You ain't gonna do it, punk. Weak. You can also, if you like hearing my voice, you want to see my voice, go to YouTube.com/slash C Plus Comedy. Guess what, guys? There's a show there called News Time. This week's episode, horror and comedies, love connection, and the subgenre, horror comedy. A lot of horror comedy movies out there, guys, especially in the past couple of years. So 
You'll be surprised to know it started in the 20s with the mo- a movie called The Haunted House with Buster Keaton. That was an actually that movie came out in the 30s. The Invisible Man with uh, some other person. I don't know. I think that came out in the 20s. Anyway, it's a great news time story. It's short. I have no shirt on. So if you ever wanted to see me without a shirt, you want to see my nips, then go ahead and watch the episode. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. I very much appreciate it. Remember, follow us on Twitter. I suppose comedy. Follow me on Twitter. I should like. like us on Facebook. Head to the YouTube.com slash comedy and go to the website www.simplescomedy.com. This is great. I enjoy you here. All right. <laughs> Bye. Ah. Uh...